What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Haley. And this is Jaden. Welcome back to Pursuing with the Pips. We are back. It feels like we have not recorded in so long um, just because we did a break in between both of our both weeks. So yeah. it was like we had a podcast, then we didn't, then we had a podcast, then we didn't. Um, an episode I meant. We still have a podcast always, but yeah. we had a fun little vacation. And now we're back to our normal normal routine, and hopefully we can be spitting these out every week like we were on a row for a while. Um, but thank you for listening. We're so excited. And today we are going to talk about, I'm just going to go ahead and say the topic, which you already know it if you're looking at the title, Condemnation versus Conviction. Yes, Condemnation versus Conviction. We're going to talk about what the differences are, who uses which one, and if you're listening to this, you've probably had experience with both. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just had experience with one. We'll kind of shed some light on that. And yeah, hopefully... and what our response should be to each one. Right. But if you're listening right now, if you would give a like or rate or review or follow us, wherever, whatever platform you use, share on Facebook, however, uh, that's what will help us the most. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Yes, thank you. All right, so let's jump into it. Yeah, so before we start um, speaking about this, we're going to start with a scripture And that is Romans 8 and 1, and I'll let you read that, Jaden. All right, so Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So condemnation versus conviction. The Bible teaches that there is no condemnation if you're a Christian walking according to the Spirit and not the flesh. Mm -hmm. And I talk to my, um, I teach a class at church for girls 6th to 8th grade. And I talked to them a little bit about this my last class a couple weeks ago. And um, some of them didn't even know, you know, what condemnation was. I'm sure they have felt it before. Yeah. Or conviction. Um, And I'm sure they have felt it before, but they really didn't know, like, the definitions of each. They didn't really have a word for it or what um, each one really makes you feel. And so I just felt like that's something good for all of us to learn. Right. Some of us might not know that, especially if you're a new Christian. Yeah, for sure. And condemnation can be heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this scripture is telling us there is no condemnation. Doesn't mean you don't feel condemned sometimes. And yeah, I think it's kind of what we want to shed some light on. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, I'm just gonna read that scripture again. There is okay. no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but the Spirit. And so we just kind of want to just talk about what is condemnation first. I would say. You think yeah. we should start with that I think one? that's good. Condemnation. Obviously, God says it doesn't come from Him. Mm-hmm. You know, so who does it come from? Right. Our enemy. Yeah, exactly. Our enemy, Satan, the devil. He's always working to, you know, condemn us. And me and Jaden were just talking. Satan is so crafty because he wants to, he wants you to sin. So he does everything in his power to make you sin. And then as soon as you do it, he makes. He does everything in his power to make you feel guilty. Right. And yeah, I was, I'll bring that scripture back up because I didn't know if I would use it in the podcast, but it really kind of opened my eyes to that. And that's uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And uh, it's a triumphal, triumphant scripture, <laughs> but it talks about Satan in this way. It says, Then I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. 
And so basically, like you were saying, the enemy works hard to make us fall into temptation and to sin and to fall short of the glory of God. And as soon as he does that, he makes us feel bad for it, you know, mm-hmm. and we should feel bad for sin, but he tells us, you know, he condemns us. Yeah. And then he goes to God and he starts pointing fingers at it and saying, look yeah. what they did, look what they did, look what they did. <laughs> exactly. A little tattletale, right. even though God already knows yeah. everything. But he He makes you, he doesn't make us sin, obviously, but he right. wants us to. And then as soon as we do it, he's like in our ear, like, oh my gosh, you are not a good Christian. I right. cannot believe you would do this because ultimately... I think sometimes we mistake like Satan is just or the devil is just like he wants us to um, join his party, join his party. Yeah, but really he hates us. Right. He doesn't like you at all. You know, he doesn't yeah. like us at all. He is miserable. He hates us because we were made in God's image. Yes. And we ultimately look like God and he knows the plan God has. So he's not just like making you sin. So, oh, come on, come on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so fun over here. He hates you. Yes. He wants to destroy your life. What's the script? Is it John 10 and 10? The thief, which Mm -hmm. is the devil, has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But I, God, have come to Jesus, have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, that's a a really good point. Let's be myth busters real quick. And, you know, people say, oh, well, there's going to be a party in hell. I must put (laughs) hell wide open. We're going to party. You might think that and that'd be something the enemy, but just know from this scripture, every time that he gets you to sin and gets you to deny God, get you to do something against the will of God, he's telling on you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying he's trying to accuse you. He's trying to condemn you because he knows, you know, you may think sin is a party here on earth, but after earth, mm-hmm. after your life, it's not going to be a party no more. And he knows, he ultimately knows how his ending, he knows that God wins. Yes. But he's still trying to do everything in his power to take as many people down with them. Yes, and I just want to break another myth real quick. Hell is not the kingdom of Satan. Yeah. Hell is Satan's punishment. Yeah, It was exactly. not created for him to reign there. He is also being punished there and will be forever punished there apart yeah, from God. Yeah, and he knows that. And right. that's why if he had his own kingdom, he wouldn't be worried about, you know, going against God because he exactly. has his own little kingdom. He doesn't have one. Right. The kingdom of darkness is just all the people who are going to be punished forever trying to get you to go with them. Yeah. And also, you know, God doesn't send people to hell. Okay, so how do people go to hell if you don't send them to hell? And that's kind of what, what condemnation is. It's like damnation. It's, it's sending people to hell, you know. But what? Who? how do people go to hell if God doesn't send people to hell? They choose to not take the rescue plan. Mm-hmm. Right? And so um, we all sin and fell short of the glory of God. And so we're all on the path to eternity without God, mm-hmm. right? But he sent his son, Jesus, and we're going to read some of those scriptures here yeah. in a little bit. He sent his son, Jesus, to redeem us and to put us back on the right path. You know, and so the enemy, it's his goal to keep you from going to the rescue plan. Yeah. It's his goal to keep you thinking it's going to be a party in hell, you know, that we're going to, so that's, we just wanted to bring that up too. Yeah, the, I mean, it's the whole gospel. God's giving us a way out mm-hmm. and the way out is accepting Jesus yeah. and, you know. Anyway, so that's what condemnation, condemnation is, so let's just talk about what it is a little bit. It's like, you know, what we said, you sin, you mess up, and then the devil's in your ear, shaming you. Yes, shame, that's a good word for it. Shame and guilt, like heavy guilt on Mm -hmm. you. And so you feel like, oh my gosh, I messed up so bad, I'm so terrible, I can't believe that this, I did this, I'm not a good Christian, there's no way I can do this, I can't, I can't walk this out, see, I messed up, you know? And that's just the enemy whispering in your ear, yes. saying, trying to get you to, like, basically um, run from God. 
That's what I I wrote. Condemnation calls us to run from God. Yeah. That's what condemnation is because we're so ashamed mm-hmm. and guilty that we think, well, we just can't do this. Right. Yeah, there's a proverb that says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. And yeah, I think, you know, uh, that's what condemnation is there for to keep you from getting back up again. That, mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, if he can get you to fall and stay down then he, he can win his game and keep you in punishment with him. Yeah. So are you ready to talk about the next? Yeah, let's do it. So we talked about condemnation, what it is and how it makes us feel. You know, it makes us feel dirty and guilty and shameful. And that's what sin does. But because there is a rescue plan and for people that have accepted Jesus, you know, and accepted um, salvation, they have the Holy Spirit in them. And the Holy Spirit does not bring condemnation, but the Holy Spirit brings conviction. Yes, that's good. And so what is conviction? Yeah. Conviction is... That feeling, you know, it's a regret for sin, but it's a righteous regret for sin. You mm-hmm. know, you, you sh- you're not down for the count. It's a loving, hey, you need to correct this and repent and get back up and sin no more. Yeah. You know, that's like the devil, whenever you sin, he's in your ear saying, you can't do this. Right. But the Holy Spirit, when you sin, he convicts your heart to say, you messed up, but. You can keep going, you know. Yes. You, you messed up, so let's change, repent, and change, and keep pushing forward. Yeah, there's still hope. Yeah, there's still hope. It's That's not conviction. over for you. And before uh, we move on about conviction, um, just to go on what I said, I wrote down: con- condemnation causes us to run, causes us to run from God, but conviction causes us to change. Yes, that's good. And I, I kind of want to throw a story in there. Um, I don't have it word for word, and I didn't pull the scripture, but as you were talking, I was reminded of it about the time that uh, the religious people in Jesus' day, they caught a woman in the act of adultery. And Jesus was was teaching, I think, in a synagogue or something, and they brought the woman to him and tried to test him and said, hey, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and the law of Moses says we should stone her. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, let, the, let he who is without sin throw the first stone. You know, and then... He looked up a few minutes later, and there was nobody left but the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And he said to her, where are your accusers? And she said, there are none. And he yeah. said, neither do I condemn you. He said, go and sin no more. And so there we see that, that what condemnation is and what conviction is. So the, yeah. the, the religious leaders, they were trying to condemn her for her sin. But Jesus was convicting her, saying, hey, go and sin no more. I don't condemn you either. There's still hope mm-hmm. for you, you know. Exactly, and that's... I mean, that should be such a good feeling for everyone that Jesus, you know, he says, hey, you messed up. He's not saying you didn't mess up. Right. You still sinned. You still messed up. But there's hope for your future. Yes. You can move on past this. I can forgive you. Yes. There, there's something about a loving God who doesn't want us to live in sin because he knows how damaging it is for us. You know, the Bible talks about sin from cover to cover, about how uh, the wages of sin are death. And we... We see stories in the Bible how sin ruins lives and how it, it takes lives and causes heartache and shame. And um, so he's not going to leave us in our sin. It's not like he's patting us on our back saying, oh, it's okay, you're okay. No, he's, he loves the woman caught in the act of adultery enough to say, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. So there's still that conviction of you, of you are made for more than this. That's so good. And I saved this quote the other day that I want to say because it goes so good with that. And the quote says, I wondered if that was why God hated sin, because of the destruction it caused. And for a moment, 
I felt awe for a God who loved me enough to hate the things that hurt me without hating me for causing them. Mm, that is so powerful. And I thought that was so good. Man, that's powerful. Read that again. I've, I need to hear it again. It's a quote from a book, I think. But it says, I wondered if that was why God hated sin, because of the destruction it caused. And for a moment, I felt awe for a God who loved me enough to hate the things that hurt me without hating me for causing them. Mm, that's and so that good. is so good. He loves us so much that we've talked about this before. He doesn't just say things are sin just to he de- because he doesn't want us to have fun. He says things are sin because he knows they're damaging to us. Man, and he st- loves us so much he doesn't want us to be damaged. I'm so thankful we serve a loving God, man. Me there, too. There, we, you know, we cannot comprehend the love that he has for us. You know, so much so, just like you were just saying, that he loves us enough to correct everything in us that steals from us, that takes from us, that causes damage to us, that causes heartache. And yet, though he hates the things that we do when we're in sin, he loves us mm-hmm. without ceasing. Exactly. You know, as people, it's hard for us to d- make that divide. When somebody does something against you, somebody, you know, sins against you, basically, it's hard for you to divide the thing from the person, but mm-hmm. he does it perfectly. You know, I'm so thankful for the loving God that we serve. Yeah, me too. And that's why he convicts us. He's saying, we need to change, but I love you and I still want you to follow me just Mm -hmm. because you messed up, you know? So much so. He loves so much so that he sent his son Jesus to take the punishment of the thing that causes us harm and bring salvation to us. He made a rescue plan. And I want to read that scripture. We had one more scripture to read today. The scripture is John three sixteen through 21. A lot of us hear John three sixteen, but yeah. we memorize that one, but not really the ones after it. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. And that kind of ties back into our last episode, Revealing Our Condition. You know, and, and I remember we mentioned that you had been reading a similar scripture that mm-hmm. kind of went along with that. We didn't go into what it was, but I believe this is what it was, yeah. right? It, and he talks about how uh, practicing evil hates the light, and when you come into the light, your evil is exposed. And that's really where all this comes down to. You know, whenever our evil is exposed, whenever our sin is exposed... God lovingly convicts us and tells us to get away from that sin because it's time to move on. You're better than that. You have more than that. The enemy says, look who you are now. Look what you've done. You know, you are this person. You're, you're not worthy of this. You're not good enough for that. And so that's kind of the two respects. Mm-hmm. You know, God is trying to pull us out of sin and into life and life abundantly. The enemy is trying to get us into sin so he can step on us and pound us and condemn us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's just kind of what we wanted to talk to you guys about today condemnation versus conviction and knowing which is which and not letting the enemy beat you down whenever you mess up that's let the holy spirit convict you to change yes and repent and just keep moving forward yeah so we want to pray with you guys 
Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. God, we're thankful for every person that you've brought to listen to this podcast today, God. And we just we just pray that everybody listening would be able to get something from this and we'll be able to get wiser about the works of the enemy. And uh, God, I just thank you that you convict us and you don't leave us in our sin. And I thank you that you reveal the enemy's plans and his purpose every time we sin, God. Help us to overcome. Help us to overcome condemnation. And just like the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, God, help us to go and sin no more. We love you so much, God, and we praise you for who you are and what you're doing in each and every one of our lives. And we pray you get all the glory for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you guys for listening and thanks for pursuing with us.